Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode like 95, but removed by eight months or so. We've uh, been talking about doing this and uh, I guess it just got through on me here just a minute ago that we were doing it. So here we go. We're recording episode 95. Sarah's got lots of stuff to talk about. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, uh, eight month hiatus has uh, built up a yeah, it, we used to have to, like, scrounge for things week to week. But if you don't do it weekly, it leaves for lots of discussion. So I don't know how long this uh, episode's going to pan out, but it could be a long one. Well, it definitely could. You know, there's a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff has changed in our lives and racing and just in general, everything. It's time for an update. So Everybody's been asking. So 360 Nationals, I don't know how many people come up and said, hey, when are you guys doing that? And then a lot of people emails and you know oh the podcast yeah oh every time i go to the track we're asked about it and i think i've promised a few people i know there's a listener named chad that i promised him i would make an episode and i think that was like a month and a half ago (laughs) so i always have good intentions it just doesn't seem to pan out that way well sorry chad i didn't know about this other than uh it's a month and a half ago well we're back (laughs) we're back better late than never i'm not sure when the next one is after this no promises but uh We've talked about trying to do it every couple of weeks. It's just been, you know, life gets in the way, busy and just things. But We can give you lots of excuses, but the good news is we have plenty of things to cover. So prior to, like, roping you into this episode, I went back and listened to the past episode, the last one we recorded, 94, and that was all the way back in January. And I'm just going to take you back in time to what was said during this episode. Um, it was the beginning of the race year. You were excited. You weren't going to be tied to points. You were going <laughs> to race when and wherever you wanted to. We weren't going to, you know, be tied down. Um, you were excited to not be racing with the outlaws and kind of having a little more freedom. We still had the big rig. That's an update. Um, you were looking forward to taking weekends off and going to the lake. So we got an update on that. Uh, you wanted to win some more races and possibly running the midget uh, a few times throughout the, out the year. That way you would be ready for well, the Chili has, Bowl coming That around. hasn't happened. <laughs> so, with all those things said, give us your update. Well, the update is uh, I'm racing for points. <laughs> Wasn't something that was planned. Uh, just end up running the first few races with uh, the ASCS National Tour. And now we're leading the points. We've won six races this year. And, and second in points right now. I didn't say we were, we were leading the points. Oh, I said, I thought you said now we're leading. And I, was like, I said no. we were leading the points. Okay. Uh, we're, I don't know, a few points back now. But anyway, uh, that's how it all got started, though. Uh, was that first race at Devil's Bowl. We won the first race yeah. of the year with ASCS. And then, sure enough, uh, Todd, the car owner, kind of twisted arms a little, my arm a little bit and just kept plugging away. And, and then we went ahead and run, a, I don't know, the next four races in a row or something and we come out still leading the points and had a pretty good uh lead there for a bit and pause for a second there were a crap ton of rainouts too so it was like you had this prolonged time of like not racing but in the tires and remember there was like 
quite a few rainouts and cancellations at the beginning. So it kind of prolonged that um, making a decision. This right? has been a really strange year for a lot of things, though. Tires yeah. and then rainouts and then the scheduling and, uh, you know, uh, Terry Maddox has taken over ASCS and doing a really good job. And then, you know, the tire thing had, you know, had him cancel a few races and then the rainouts. And so there was some time, uh, you know, from some races. Right. So continue on. Well, we're back to racing points. That's, that's where that's we're at. That's the gist of it. That's yeah. the gist of it. But, uh, definitely, uh, here it is August and, and, uh, just, been having a pretty good go of it until about July. You know, we had a really bad accident, uh, probably one of the worst ones I've taken in a few years, and uh, got some back issues and trying to get through all those and and uh, taking a little time off after the 360 Nationals here. After a pretty good run on the prelim night of the 360 Nationals, you know, running sixth in the feature, uh, wasn't really happy with the sixth-place finish because I felt like we were a top two, three car at worst. Just, uh, just didn't get it done. Our car... Our car uh, just didn't uh, do the things I was wanted to do, and and uh, the racetrack's a little different in Knoxville. Anyway, not making excuses. Anyway, run sixth, and then on Saturday uh, got locked in, started tenth in point. It was tenth in point, started tenth, and right away uh, in hot laps something was going on, and I what, couldn't quite put my finger on it. But uh, we had a mag go, a generator go bad in the mag, and uh, the thing wouldn't turn at seventy seven hundred RPM. So. Uh, made a few laps and was just gra- drag, you know, drastically backing up and decided just to pull her in and really didn't know what was wrong with it at the time. But got back home, got everything worked on and figured out what was up. But uh, that was basically the last ASCS race points race. And then we took a little time off from the 410 Nationals and going to have, uh, you know, since the last race about, I guess we're going to be about 14 days off until the next one, which is Saturday. And uh, feeling really good, actually uh, my back's feeling really good. I feel like I'm, I'm uh, I wouldn't say pain-free, but really doing well. Here's the question. Have you been lifting stuff you shouldn't lift? Uh, in the last couple of days, probably. You don't know about a yeah, thing or two. But, right. But you got to test it. you got to test the waters. You can't just. You have to let it heal. This is the thing. We get forward. We make progress. And then if I'm not following him around, he's lifting things. And he's like, oh, I forgot. I'm like, did you forget? Or do you just, I don't know. Well, it must not get... hurt that bad because I wouldn't forget if it if it was hurting. Well, actually, uh, you don't know this, but yesterday me, oh, and Dar- me and Darren carried a motor out of the trailer. And uh, you have it's a test. No. Well, mm-hmm. and what if it fails? Well, if it fails, then you know you're not ready. Quit complaining. But it, I still have a little bit of pain, but it's not anything. I think you're much better than you were. Anything like it was. Right. And I think uh, just taking a little time off is good. You know, racetrack's been... Knoxville was definitely smooth, so that mm-hmm. helped. So that was almost like a week off. Mm-hmm. What really was kicking my butt is, you know, Wichita was rough, Lakeside was rough, mm-hmm. and just bouncing through those hoes was really uh, not good for the back. Just not comfortable. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm to the point where my brain says you got to go through the holes to be fast, and my body says ain't no way. And then, <laughs> Your 51 year old body <laughs> says maybe not. And then you get to you get to the bumps and it, you go around them or whatever. But right. you know, uh, tried to do it, but. Just glad to have the time off and looking forward to the next adventure. It's coming up Saturday. But we're not going there yet because nope. we still have other things to talk about. Okay. You're just running through my list here. Okay. So back to what I was talking about, we got rid of the big rig. 
Oh yeah, we did. We we, we eased some things down we've on downsized. the home front, like yep. getting things a little easier to manage. Well, we sold that thing because I was the only one that was left uh, on the team that could drive it, and um, so we sold that thing. We've downsized and just trying to really slow down some. Um, you know, my plan is, you know, we ran ninety some races last year. This year, this year, I don't know where we're at right now, but I'm going to say we're going to fall in the sixty category, maybe less. For the total of the year? For the total for the year. I Uh, have those stats. So far, we've ran 23 races, and we have 19 remaining in regards to ASCS. Now, the 23 is not all national because you have a few uh, regionals in there. So we're going to roughly be 50 races. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really what my number was. You know, I still Mm -hmm. like to do 50 races. Next year, I think I'm going to tone that down about another 10 or so. Uh, 30, 40 would be the number, hopefully. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how that's all going to play out yet because i got to – uh, find some way to make more money other than racing. But, but so paring down the what, what I was getting at with paring down the rig and things, you're just trying to downsizing to where it's more manageable with a smaller team. Yeah, uh, just a little more flexibility. Does we can drive the rig? In, more than one person can drive the toter. It's not you CDL. can drive it. You drove it. That's right, guys. So, I'm a trucker now. It just it's just downsize where me and Darren because I'm down to just one crew guy and me and Darren can just pretty much do it all. It's still a lot of work, but you know that big truck and trailer was just a lot of work for us and no more than we're racing. You know we didn't need that. We don't need to carry you know five or six engines and three or four cars and you know like we do when we're outlaw racing. We don't need to carry all that stuff. So we're still carrying uh, four engines and and two complete cars and lots of spares, but. You really don't. We really don't even need that much stuff because, for the most part, we're home every week. Yeah, at the most, I think it's you know two nights of racing, occasionally three back to back. But if, if we're out of something or running low, um, I think the most you got stretched on that this year was at Wakini when we had motor and then destroyed a car. Destroyed a car, but I mean we were coming home anyway, so it didn't really matter at that point. Well, really, we haven't been out over more than a few days all year long and there's a little stint coming up that makes no sense to come home coming up and i don't know the exact logistics of all of that but uh but still they're not going to be going more than you know five or six days so right. uh and i'm liking that a lot better because being home and uh getting to use the things here at home you know and you know you you know yourself when we were on the road last year there was a stint that was about 90 days plus that we didn't come home right and that's hard. Hey, every, our pool is crystal clear, guys. Every, I have a pool boy, and he's really good at his job. Everything at home just went to shit in the handbasket. Honestly, uh, just trying <laughs> to keep you. just trying to keep up with the grass and the pool. We never opened because we weren't here we to went open home. It, yeah. So it was just being able to do those those things has made me happier. Mm-hmm. I really still love to race and and all that, but I also like to race where I'm competitively can win consistently run up front consistently just makes the whole thing a lot more enjoyable enjoyable right. even though it's a living and i'm probably not going to make as much money if like with outlaw racing was we wouldn't or we're going to now but at the end of the day everybody's having more fun i'm home more and my home life's better my morale's better my i wouldn't say my my physical my physical being is better because of the crash but uh, everything's looking up. I mean, I know that uh, my career is winding down, 
You keep saying sooner, this. Sooner than later. I just don't <coughs> see it. Excuse but, me. But if you insist. Well, I just can't do this forever. I, I just, understand I under- that, but I think you're cutting it a few years short. Well, the thing that, and really the thing, that, really the thing that wears on me is, and I've made this comment to a few of my friends, and, and I, I think I've even made a comment to you. When I was younger as a race car driver, if I, if I, we worked till, say we didn't get done and out of the track until three in the morning, mm-hmm. was nothing to sleep till noon, easily. I could sleep till noon, you know, you was around. Right. No problem. Sleep till noon, get rested, and be ready for the next one. The older I get now, it can be three o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to still be up by six thirty, seven, eight o'clock, no matter what. Welcome to the dark side. It's just called old age, and... <laughs> I've been like that forever. When I get up, you know, with with that little amount of sleep, it's harder to perform at the end of the day. That's why we like naps. But <laughs> this is why we nap. <laughs> but but with that being said, you know, the speed week things are hard on me. Where right. we where we're doing it five and six days because I just get wore out because I don't get any rest. And uh, with the outlaw deal, you know, we had the beef and all that stuff, so it was a lot easier. And that's just me and Darren and doing all the work and no rest. And, and I'm not complaining because I still love to do it. But it's just harder for like speed. In some ways, it's easier because you're out less. But now that you're out at shorter amounts, we don't have a full-blown team. And it's you're more hands-on than you had been in the last, uh, two, in the last two, couple years. Two, three years, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't go to the car washes and do all the stuff and the maintenance. Those guys, that's what they got paid to do. And so I was just a driver. I mean, me and you rode around in the motorhome, and I worked on that thing most of the time. But – uh but yeah, that's the part that that really is. I feel like has affected me when it goes to more than two or three nights in a row. Then it just becomes a really drag for me because there's so much to do and and uh, the I don't I don't ever get rested through those periods. But but we got to talk about Tyler or my stepson Tyler. He and your your son, but he stepped up this year. Went with us on Speed Week. And, he's getting big, Daddy. And uh, you know he's done he's done a fantastic job helping this year so uh that's been fun too to see him grow into uh well what what did you call him you called him a baby he is I, and, my baby and i called him a young man so but, he is, he'll but he's growing into baby. a young man and yeah. he's learning the race car stuff more and more and and he and and he's enjoying it because he's involved now well and he's a big brute boy and so he can do a lot of that physical labor well we've had taken off the old guys we've had him mountain tires and he's done a great job grooving tires mountain tires and he's only 12 years old but he can do it all there so if anything uh, hopefully i'm teaching him some type of a uh work ethic you know i hope so that's that that's the plan because uh you got to work for what you want but you have realized you have to let the teenagers sleep yeah, that's not kidding. <laughs> because if not, you pay for it. So you either because he used to say to me like, "Why do you let them kids sleep in all day? You ought to get them up." Well, then he took him on the road, and I'm like, "Yeah, you let him sleep in because you're the one that pays for that grouchy attitude in the afternoon." So you just let them get a little more sleep because uh, they're busy, tired little kiddos. Yep, for sure. But yeah, that was fun. Okay, well, let's grab a break and then we can come back, and we've got lots more to discuss. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. 
Choose Outlaw. All right, we're back. So what else do you got to discuss here? You've got all these notes. I can't see them, but... That's okay. So, you talked a little bit about the ASCS season so far. I just wanted to kind of recap where you're at. So far, I have that you've run 23 races, the majority of those national races, but uh, a few were the regionals. You have 19 remaining for the season that are on the schedule. You've won six races of the 23, so that's pretty good. Um, Two of them were a regional, the Mickey Walker Classic, and then four of them were national races. You've consistently had top fives, but then my note says, but when it's bad, it's bad. (laughs) Of note, um, at Thunderbird, we had a mag go bad, which is the same thing that happened at nationals. So we've we've had a two-time occurrence of this thing biting us. And so that puts you at the back. And we had the Wikini weekend, which will go down in history if I don't care to go back there. Um, and then the following weekend, we drove all the way to, is that Osborne? Is that how you say it? Osborne, Missouri. Osborne, Missouri. All the way. Ran a heat race and came home. <laughs> so that kind of uh, was not a great weekend. Uh, but other than that, you're currently second in points, nine points out of the lead, and you've just been super consistent, except just, you know, two or three little hiccups of, I don't know, you know, I'm going to say out of your control. It's not like, I don't think a mag issue is a parts failure. I mean, it is a parts failure, but how do you circumvent that happening? It's, yeah, it's just really. like a, it's just your day. Um, the wreck, I don't know that you could have done anything about that the night before the wreck, the engine blew, so we've had one engine. Really one bad weekend. Yeah. Right. So um, we broke hoping in. these we, next 19 races we can keep that consistency and maybe ward off the little weird back, bad luck things. Well, we're working on it. That's the plan. You know, We're uh, working in the shop every day and trying to get everything uh, bulletproof as we can. But the mag thing, going back to that, it was just, you know, we're running second at Muskogee and and uh, had a had a restart with like five to go or three to go or something. I felt like we had a shot at Sam Hayferty there at the end, and and uh, just idling around there, getting ready to go green, and it just quit. But something I'd never had happen before, you know, the mag, the way that that thing broke, and then uh, un- un- unfortunately, this mag issue is a different issue than the one we had before. It is. So yeah, so it's just it's uh, it's weird. Just you know what, part of it, but uh, the break in the engine. Uh, you know, one of our engines was away, so we borrowed an engine from Jim Ellison, and uh, that way we made sure we had a spare with us, and we we decided to use his, and it didn't end up breaking, so it cost us, uh, it was a lot of work that night, thrashing. I think he still finished ninth, so, I mean, it was salvaged, but that weekend as a whole just wasn't great. No, it wasn't, because, uh, like I said, that was one of the worst crashes I've had in a while, and, uh, <laughs> you know... If you wasn't there, you know, it was a pretty big ride. Ended up in the pit area, and actually Sarah was the first one to me, but she beat the safety workers there and everything. And uh, I don't remember her being there at first because I was I was kind of dumbfounded, but I guess I shoved her, and she didn't like that very much. <laughs> I knew it wasn't intentional. I just didn't think you understood where you were at right at that moment, so I was just trying to get you Well, I've never shoved focused. you, so that would I definitely <laughs> didn't know where I was at. I didn't take it personal. Oh, but, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, good year. Um, looking forward to finishing out strong and continuing to do well. Yeah, having a lot of fun. You know, it is. It's it's enjoyable to win. 
and to run up front after basically getting our asses whooped for two years, you know. Uh, I tell people, you know, and that's, a, that's the craziest thing. You know, I went to a two-year drought without winning a race, mm-hmm. and then win the first race back in the 360s. So, I mean, it, that deal is definitely tough, but the 360 deal is I've got more notes and ran these racetracks more probably than most, you know. I right. think I've, whatever that number is, I know it's way over, but I've made like 500 and some odd ASC starts in my career. Right. No one else has ever made that many. So I just got more notes than everybody else, and I feel like I should win these races. Uh, unfortunately, a few different things with the car, like we have a different engine builder now than we had when I ran 360 before little different combination so i'm learning that mm-hmm. as far as what these engines need versus the ones i had before and that's kind of got me a little bit behind the eight ball and then uh 410 racing for two years has kind of got me because because the, the racing's different right uh, you know going oh. back to like there was a race at texarkana i was running fourth or fifth and it was a put putty track you just had to put the bottom mm-hmm. and you really couldn't pass anybody well Something clicked in my head and just felt like I was going to go to the top and drive by them all because <laughs> outlaw, you're used to having a four ten. Well, outlaw racing's a lot more momentum racing, yeah, and power. The, and this was more of a stop and go race. Anyway, lost my brains there for one night and cost us a decent finish. And uh, you know, there's been a few things that if and there's a lot of ifs, but you know, hurt myself, lost some points there, a few things like that. But anyway. A lot of races left. feel like we got a really good shot. Uh, just got to clean all our mistakes up and uh, feel like that uh, we do that and we got a really good chance of winning this championship. Right. So Paige was with us all summer like she normally is. And so her and I like to analyze your races. And I think the conversation that we kept having over and over is especially the beginning of the year, you definitely had that like 410 driving mentality where you were just driving the wheels off of it when it was not always necessary and it would get you in a bad position. And we always just kind of discuss like if he will just use his head and just drive smart, um, your experience and over time, it seems like a lot of times that plays in your favor with this series and um, this group of racers because it's just you have all this knowledge and you know to be patient, but you're not always patient. That's the trick. Well, the thing you about know it is, to be patient, you're just not always patient. And I've said this many times on the podcast: the speed of the game is different. Mm-hmm. So I was used to the, the the speed of that that everything happening and going as hard as you can mm-hmm. for one, you know, for thirty laps or whatever that number is, as hard as you can for that many laps because that's what it takes to be an outlaw here you don't have to go as hard and i was at that pace and i didn't need to be at that pace and i put myself in some bad spots by doing that and being running that pace and you'd think with age i could turn that off sometimes but it's just a thing now where you know you have to learn to turn it back down a little bit just get back into the rhythm of yeah and that's what i'm trying to do you know and that's uh, it's still, I still go as hard. I still want to go hard because, you know, it's fast, but uh, definitely got me a little smarter at times. Uh, what else was I about to bring up? I had, I had a point. Oh, one thing that's changed from Outlaws to back to 360s is the qualifying in the 360s. We were notoriously horrible 410 qualifiers, but you are quite the qualifier when it comes to 360 racing. Well, I just think that our cars are better. You know, I think I got our Your cars. Your package is better. Yeah, it's yeah. closer here. And, and um, 
I just feel like, like I say, the qualifying with the outlaws help has helped me qualify here. Mm-hmm. But uh, we wouldn't be doing ASCS if they didn't do the qualifying thing. If they went back to the draw, we would drop off right now and quit. Uh, the qualifying thing has really helped the racing, in my opinion. The draw's not as as you know, like before the draw was everything. Mm-hmm. And now the draw is not. It's just basically your heat races. And that's what Terry's made some really good changes and some things have happened that uh, have made, made this a little more uh, enjoyable, the way the race plays out. Because mm-hmm. if you qualify good, you still got to race in those heat races to get points. But at the end of the day, uh, I felt like the draw always hampered us. But you know, And I shouldn't say hampered us because we always ran well. But... There was times that the draw just dictated your whole night, and right. now it doesn't. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it definitely doesn't. I've seen um, when you've drawn, kind of no matter where you land, we seem to get in there. If you can get into that, what is like an invert on the heat race, if you can be in those top, what is it, four, four um, then, you know, you got to fight and chance. you got to fight and chance, happen. right, yeah. yeah. And it just weeds out some of the slower cars that – you know, would start up front and maybe hinder your advancing in those mm-hmm. heat races with qualifying or with, with the draw. So uh, I just feel like that uh, definitely has made the racing way better. Yeah. I will say I miss our outlaw friends a lot because we were on the road with them for two years. Um, but it has been fun to come back to ASCS and kind of be rejoined with some of the folks we used to hang out with. So Yeah, for sure. Good. I miss I miss those guys too. You know, Mikey and, and Craig, those were you know, our running buddies buddies and miss those guys a lot. And I know they're struggling right now on the road. And, you know, I I talk to Mikey and Craig quite often and try to help them as much as I can. I'm not much help because I wasn't that good out there either, but uh, I know how, how hard it is to go up and down the road when you're mentally beat up. And I know he's had some accidents too and, and got banged up a little bit there. So I do definitely miss being out there just because of the, the camaraderie with everyone, you know, Jacob Allen's doing so well. I know, and uh, getting to miss, you know, missing that out because he's such a great kid, and and just all the fun times we had, and some of the places we got to go and see, and that whatever. But with that being said, home life's been pretty good this year. Yeah, I'm glad you're home. Um, I've definitely liked that I haven't had to mow the lawn at all. (laughs) I think that might be my highlight of the summer. Maybe I maybe I'll let you mow it next week, just for old time's sake. Sure. Okay. Well, let's grab another break and we'll come back. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, we're back. Uh, prior to the break, you were discussing the speed of the game. So speaking of speed of the game, what you got going on this weekend? Well, I'm going to be a rookie again. Different game. We're playing a different game. Actually, uh, this has been in the works for about seven or eight months. Uh, I guess maybe not, maybe five or six months. But uh, Chris Bonner. Bono, he says it Bono, I call it Bono. Uh, he said Bono, That's I heard you ask him, so that's well, what we're going with. Bono is how he says it. His dad pronounces it Bono. Uh, one of the crew it, guys. There's an E-A-U in there, so it's not just straight up like. But he yeah. says Bono. Okay. Anyway, Anyhow, long story short. Back to the point. <laughs> long story short, me and Chris got hooked up 
a few months ago. How did you get hooked up? Well, I've been put out. I have had put out the fillers that I'd really like to go and run a Silver Crown car, a dirt car, on a mile, and and uh, you know check that out. See if that's something I would want to do. You know, moving forward down the road, something. Uh, it's anything. You know, I haven't raced one of those, so it's interesting to me to see if I like it or want to try it or whatever. But anyway, um, uh, a few months ago we got hooked up. There was a lot of phone calls from Dan at Maxim. Uh, TJ uh, JT Imperial, which is is uh, Scott's brother-in-law. Uh, I know I know those guys well, so we just all put it together, and then I called Scott. We worked out a thing to run the uh, Springfield Mile here coming up this week, and uh, they built a car. Uh, they were here at the shop today. We put the seat in and went over a few things, got myself comfortable, and as you know, I've been watching lots of uh, YouTube Silver Crown races, just kind of doing my due diligence or or uh, doing some studying, studying up. up or whatever. But, you know, I started out in a 100-inch car racing Oklahoma City. So long time ago, many years ago. But Before, looking, before look, I was born, maybe? Well, looking <laughs> looking forward to doing this. Uh, and, oh. and it's just something I've always wanted to do. And I think in prior podcasts, we've talked about Silver Crown cars and you know, uh, full-blown late models. And, you know, I want to try, before I retire, I'd like to do a few more things and see. Uh, I know we talked about slowing down, and I know the Silver Crown Series right now has about eight dirt races and maybe six or seven pavement races. And so we're talking 15 race schedule. I mean, that's something that moving forward down the road, I mean, five years from now or tomorrow or next year or whatever, It might be something in the future that I could do and to get my fix, basically, you could say, and still get to stay involved and get to race and still get to go to places. And But definitely know that eventually i got to slow down. So just looking at the future. So you're trying out a Silver Crown car this weekend, 100 laps. mile, 100 laps at the fairgrounds. It's just a new adventure all around. It is. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and... Because I have no idea what I've got myself into here. Uh, been talking to a lot of people that do it. Uh, talked to Tyler Courtney. You know, he's run some of this. Brady Bacon, he's run some of this. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Bill Rose. <clears throat> you know, he, you get to see them this He's weekend? out on the outlaw. Well, I don't know. He said that uh, he wasn't sure that if he was going to get to be at Springfield or not. I saw but his name on the list. He's on the list, but he had a plane that was taking him back and forth to Jackson, Minnesota that maybe not be going to oh. work out. So well, not sure if he's going to be there, but okay. anyway, uh, that was just, I've been talking to a lot of people that, that, uh, have done this. Dan at Maxim's helped a ton on just trying, cause you know, Chris is a brand new car owner with this. You know, he runs a car in, in Phoenix, non-wing and wing cars and sprint car, but the, he's a brand new, uh, silver crown owner. So, this is all brand new to all of us. Uh, it was just funny, and I don't know all their names, and I can't remember because I just... There's like a Jerry and a... I, well, that's about as far as I get. Chris. <laughs> but, Sorry, guys. I promise I'll know by the end of this But weekend. the group, his, he's got a couple uncles and, and a couple guys that here were here today with him, and they're headed... Actually, they're on their way to Springfield now. And uh, But, you know, they're all racers and been doing it their whole lives, and they're in their 60s and 70s, and... and uh, they're pumped. They're really pumped up about mm-hmm. it. And I'm pumped up about it. And then, you know, uh, Todd Carlisle, which is my car owner, you know, he, him and another friend of mine, Jim Ellison, which is 
another guy that's helped me out along, and he's actually helping with the, this uh, Silver Crown deal a little bit, and they're all flying to come watch, and they're all excited about it because it's something new and it's different, and I know you're not that crazy about it, but... I just, I, I don't, I'm excited for something new. I just, I'm a little apprehensive. I don't like change, so I'll be fine. But I'm looking forward to it, and everybody's excited, everybody's fun, and and it was just funny what you said to me last night. You said, uh, what is your goal here with this thing? <laughs> well, my goal is to win the race. If I did, I'm just curious. If like, I didn't, what are we doing? If I didn't have a goal of winning the race, why would I go? But realistically, you know, there's 40-some cars entered. Uh, making the show is going to be one big thing that I want to do. I want to race 100 laps, you know, mm-hmm. or a 100-mile race. I mean, if I, I get in the hooligans race and make, don't make it out of it, well, I don't get to run my 100-mile race. So, uh, And I'm not going to get to learn. But I really feel like if our car will finish the race, that's a big thing. You know, uh, a lot of cars don't finish. Mm-hmm. So attrition a bit is big. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if our car will finish the race and – and uh, I just don't make any big mistakes. Uh, I really feel like if we could come out with a top 10, it would be a win, a big learning curve right. for the next time we do it. I feel like back to the speed of the game, I was watching, we've been watching lots, like the in-car cameras and the way it looks. You were showing me one of them that we were watching. Like if you watch the race, it doesn't look like the cars are going that fast around the track. I did look today and like the track record on that tracks 127 miles an hour. That seems like a lot, but you pointed out to me, if you look as the car is going down the front chute and your, you know, the in-car camera, look at those grandstands and how fast they're going by. So if you just look out the front, it doesn't seem like you're going that fast. But when you look and see how fast everything's moving past you, you're hauling it. But at 127 miles an hour, uh, like that's that's uh, average speed or less than Knoxville. You got a wing on it. Yeah, but this is a mile track. I don't know. I mean, like when you go from here to the city down the freeway, you can get to Holland Butt down the freeway. Like one hundred twenty-seven. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> the straightaways are so big. That's where all the speed comes in. Okay. They're not going through the corners that fast. I mean, they're hauling butt. Don't get me wrong. So when when they came today, I got to see the car. And I've always said, like, especially if I explain to somebody what you do, because nobody in banking understands sprint car racing. Uh, It's like, essentially, he's strapping himself to, like, this rocket. But then I'm like, now I see that car. And I'm like, okay, so we strap ourselves to this huge motor. And then we add, like, a bomb on the back because you've got a million-gallon fuel cell. So I can't imagine why I'm a little apprehensive. It just seems slightly dangerous. It's not. I mean, if you watch these cars, they do crash. Don't get me wrong. But they don't crash as much. And like I say, they're, it's uh, just a, on big tracks, It's in my opinion, I haven't done this yet, but mm-hmm. but on bigger tracks, like when you go to Knoxville and Eldora and, and uh, you know, Williams Grove and the big tracks that we go to, it's way slower in the car, even like going to Bristol. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel fast in the car because the track is so big. I just, Everything I, slows down. You go to a little track, say Grand Forks, where you're constantly turning and you're wide open the whole time. That's when it feels really fast. And you're not going that fast because like, you're probably only going 90 miles an hour there or something or 100 miles an hour you know, <laughs> consistently. But <clears throat> you're really busy in the car. 
And that's a few things I've called and talked to guys about. How hard is it physically to do this 100-mile race? And they said it's not hard at all physically. It's the, they said the two things that I've been told, be comfortable Mm -hmm. and make sure your brakes work because you use a lot of brakes at these races. So those are the things that, like today when the car was here, uh, you know, and I kept preaching to those guys because they're headed to Springfield and they're going to work on some stuff on Friday up there. Get those brakes bled better. We worked on them, but they just didn't get them good enough today, and they needed right. to get on the road. So I want the brakes better. Uh, we put the seat. We spent half a day putting the seat, moving it around, and to make sure that when I sit in there and I'm strapped in, that I'm as comfortable as possible. Because you know, sometimes in in our sprint cars, even you know, you know, mm-hmm. I'll get a cramp or this, that, and the other, and that's miserable. But right. so a hundred miles, it's just like. You driving down the interstate, you want the seat back as comfortable as you can be because you're going to be in it for 100 miles or whatever. So, or, so basically that's what we worked on today. But, you know, looked it over really good. Chris and the, Chris and the guys have built a beautiful race car. It's very pretty. And uh, just don't know enough about it really to to say. I just got lots of notes and, and you know, like I said, Bill and Brady and a few of those guys I've talked to, uh, you know, about the physical part of it says it's not a big deal at all. That's like the straightaways are so long, you got time to think about it. And I actually, I'm going to repeat what Bill Rose said. He said, at one point, don't know what race he was talking about. He was on the radio to one of his crew guys, and he said, hey, guys, look, seven rows up right at the flag stand, and look at that gal with her big boobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so evidently, there's a lot of time going oh, on. Oh, goodness. But that was Bill. That's what Bill said. So, <laughs> So I don't know. I'm just really anxious to to get to do it and get in the car and see what it's like and uh, I hope we unload and we're really good right off the bat uh the car seems to be right the measurements we've I mean we measured everything today and checked everything out and just uh you know a three cent bolt can end our day you know right. if uh, just a, all these just, just a ba- you know just a broke uh, broken boat or something but anyway Saturday well, that's another thing. It's Saturday, yeah. Yeah, Saturday. Driver's meetings at 9.30 a.m. Right up my alley. It's right up your alley since you get up so early. <laughs> You'll then, be ready to go. <laughs> and then and then qualifying, I mean, practice is from like 10 to 11. There's an hour-long practice. And then after that, there's qualifying. And then uh, if you're not in the top 20, there's a hooligan race or B-Main or whatever they call it. I'm not sure what they call that. And uh, they take 10 more cars out of that race. And then so it's a 30-lap or 30-car start of the race of 100 miles, and it's the Gary Bittenhausen 100. And I, I, I was laughing about you last night because you were trying to p- pronounce Bittenhausen, and you couldn't say it. <laughs> I don't know what that word is. <laughs> um, I'm, I will say I am interested in the radio portion of this because I've always had so many questions about what you say when you're in the car because if you all recall, he swears he does not talk to himself. So I will be listening for that. But I've been, to understand, I've been told you I get understand. a one way. I don't get to talk to him. So, but, but you got to understand, I have to key the mic up. I have a button I have to push to talk. You're not just going to hear everything that goes on. I get that, but I just want to hear. And I've already talked. We talked about it. I mean, Darren's going to be my spotter. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, you know, everybody. There's enough headsets for everyone. But I told him that I don't want to be t- spoken to unless I speak. I don't want to be. You don't need any. I don't commentary. normally get someone to talk to right. me. If I'm if I'm chatty, then let's chat or whatever. But right. 
uh, you know, I just it's going to be more about like the spotter with Darren. I, we've already had a, a little bit of a meeting today that <clears throat> basically I don't need to know anything about what's in front of me other than if there's a crash. Right. I wonder what's behind me. If someone's closing, mm-hmm. you know, if I got a car that's closing three car lengths, you know, say say or he's four car lengths back now. Okay, but now he's three. Right. So I got someone closing, and then if someone behind me is closing, are they running a different line than I am? Am I in the wrong spot of the racetrack? Or, uh, you know, Darren could come on and say, hey, you look a little tight on the entry of one because you're, you, I think you're a little low. Mm-hmm. So maybe the next lap you I'll move try up and try something else or right. whatever. But really for me, I just want to know where, like, if I'm leaving two, mm-hmm. And I'm getting beat bad by everybody else, I'm, and I want to know that I'm getting beat because of why. I mean, I'm going to have to figure out why myself. But if I'm getting beat off a of two, then I'm need to do something different. It'll be helpful to have. You think it'll be? I mean, obviously, it could be way different than anything you've raced before because you haven't had that feedback. So I don't know. We'll have to save that for. I'm not going to say next week. No promises on the next well, episode. I, but I would like to rehash all this because it'll be something new. Um, and it'll be good to have your perspective on this new adventure. Like I told you, I wish we could Bluetooth and record everything that we talk about. Yeah. It would be really fun. Uh, and the guys asked me about the radios. That was one of the first things that when the guys got here today and we were working on the car in there. Because no, no one's ever used it. None of this whole group. Nobody has? Other than Darren. Oh, and, Lord. And Darren, you know, Darren used to work for Tony Elliott. And he spotted Ooh. for Tony Elliott. Well, anyway, no, nobody. And I'm like, they're like, what, how is this? You know, what are we going to talk about or whatever? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to get... I'm, Everyone said for the first 50 laps, you just want to ride, basically, see what you got. You don't, I mean, you still want to race, mm-hmm. but you don't push it nearly as hard. And I told him, I said, this f- first 50 laps, it could definitely be a comedian show. It could possibly. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I don't, I don't, I don't really know because I don't know. I mean, uh, the only time I've ever used two-way radios is way, way back in the slick 50 days. Didn't you say your mom and spotted my, for and you? And my mom was the spotter. I cannot imagine your mom on a radio. Oh, please. She wasn't this allowed, would be amazing. She wasn't allowed to talk to me. I bet. Unless I, uh, she wasn't allowed to speak unless she was spoken to. That was the rules. But <laughs> I crashed down the front straightaway. Could away, you hear her? And I was still flipping <laughs> over, and my, my earpiece was already keying up, and she was asking me if I was okay, and it was still crashing. You're like, hold on, Mom. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not I gotta, done yet. I'm not done yet. i got to finish this off first. But <laughs> but uh, that's the last time, really, I ever had two-way communication in there. and So I don't know what it's going to be like. I, and you know what? It gets to, if it gets to be too much, too much monotony, I just unplug it. Just, yeah. So it's pretty easy on my part. I can just turn the just I just pull, go, pull the plug go out. Go blank. Okay. Well, I think we've discuss that a lot we will owe you guys definitely an episode to follow up on that um yeah definitely. maybe next wednesday maybe the one after that maybe in eight months i hope not mm. but we'll get back with you so other new things happening uh, this is definitely going to be the longest episode in the history of episodes but that's okay lots to catch up on um you are dabbling in promoting races now so yep. i here. So you're here. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Actually, uh, you know, just uh, Cody Brewer at Red Dirt Raceway, you know, they had a very successful all-star race there. They have a lot of re- uh, regional races, and they have a lot of uh, local shows. And the place is phenomenal. He has done so much. It's not the Taj Mahal, but they have made that so much better than it used to be. And... They're working at it daily and working hard at it. 
I mean, just like now through the summer months here, it's been so hot. Mm-hmm. They just closed down, and so we'll open back up when when it's cooler out and people want to come to the races. Smart. And uh, so just the things, you know, he was a racer and he's doing the right thing, but uh, Terry wanted to have an ASCS race there, and I don't know what was going on with him and Terry, but they couldn't get it worked out. So I got involved. Uh, we worked it on a three-way split and three-way partnership or however you want to say it, and we've been promoting the crap out of this thing. And uh, here in the next week and a half or so, I got some stuff I'm going to do, and uh, as far as doing some putting the car on display at a few places in Shawnee and a few places out that away to try to attract some more folks to come. And uh, haven't got them yet, but Brian Hobart's supposed to be working on some $5 off vouchers for the front gate. It doesn't work for the pit area, but it does, definitely works for the front gate. And uh, some other sponsor stuff for the drivers and and those kind of things. And uh, just looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a badass facility as far as racing. If you... If you've ever, if you want, just Google the All Star Race at Red Dirt Raceway, and uh, it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the race was, but it was uh, Kyle Larson, Aaron Reitzel, and uh, oh, uh, brain just stopped. Danny Dietrich, and it was one badass race. There was a three car race for the lead for the last 15 laps of that race, and just to go to show you what kind of track that Cody can prep to make that kind of race happen. And it was probably one of the best races I've ever seen. And I'm hoping we have that kind of race there for our series. But uh, looking forward to it. Like I say, I've never been a promoter. Didn't think I was ever going to be a promoter. I mean, I guess we talked about it at one point or something. But looking forward to being involved. I'm, I'm going to race the race, so I can't – You're not. I'm not going to be on hand, hands-on at all. telling people about it. I'm just helped promote this thing and pushing and, and made it all come together, actually, with those guys and – Hopefully, uh, we don't lose any money. <laughs> so the important details you all need to know is Red Dirt, Red Dirt Raceway is in Meeker, Oklahoma. The race is on Friday, September 2nd, the weekend of Labor Day weekend. Following that race, we're headed to Lake Ozark. So ASCS is going to be at Red Dirt on Friday, Lake Ozark Saturday, and Sunday. So uh, make your plans for Labor Day to come out. I know, about- I know everyone goes to the lake on Fridays. For Labor Day but weekend, stop there first. But stop there on the way because it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be a great race, I believe, and I believe it's going to be something that we can build on for years. And I know that I'm I'm excited about it. I've been looking forward. I mean, I love racing there, and I don't think I've got to race there this year at all, or maybe the last two or three years. Right. And uh, it's just a really fun atmosphere, and you know, State Fair Speedway is closed now and it's been closed for many years and this is the closest racetrack to Oklahoma City and you get to you know when I go there I see all those people that used to be at right. Safe Fair Speedway so it's really cool to to uh, get to see those guys and 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 interact with a lot of them and but uh, like I said just going to be a great thing and, and uh, hopefully big thing is hopefully we don't lose any money okay so if our listeners want $5 off vouchers is that something we can help with? Well, I'm not sure exactly when they're getting printed, or uh, I got to get with Brian Holbert. He's supposed to be working on those things, and then uh, the the vouchers are going to be gave out at the, the, the venues that I'm going to have the car okay. on display. Uh, haven't got that all worked out yet either, but we're working on that. But as soon as I do, we'll we'll put that stuff on Facebook and on right. social media where you can come out and get those vouchers. Okay, so two exciting things: Silver Crown. Promoting races, 
Got to stay busy. Got to stay busy. Well, it's time for your favorite time on the podcast. Oh, I forget about these. You got a, You have a question? Um, yeah, it's not as exciting as I have a question for you. Yeah. How come when you drove the motor home from the lake this week, it, you broke it? I have a theory. I have a theory that you knew it was breaking and you set me up. This was a setup. No, I had to take Paige to Topeka. This was a setup. You could have drove Paige to Topeka or drove the motorhome I home. I went and got Paige from Topeka. So you, so, decide, so you decided to drive the motorhome and then break it. I didn't break it. It's broken. I did not break it. Yeah, I parked it. When I turned it off, it was running fine. So it's not my fault. Well, guys, so just so you know, the ECM went out of it. And that's not something that you can replace uh, right away now because uh, with all the computer part bugs and this, that, and the other. And it looks like, um, from what I'm understanding, if I order a new one, it's three months. And uh, But it looks like there is a place in Fort Worth that I can send this one and have it repaired. But no time frame on that yet. And I was just learning how to drive the motor home. I, I like this new found I think you ran it. I probably you probably ran on the rumble strips too much I, uh, uh, and rattled the pins sir, out of it. Or you something. are the rattle strip king. <laughs> the rattle strip. What is yeah. a rattle strip? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you run <laughs> run over the rumbles. You see, you called it a rattle strip. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it that works. That works. She is too. blonde, guys. She is definitely blonde. <laughs> Whatever. A rattle strip. Okay, so my question is: I want to know your. You know how I used to ask my kids at dinner, like, what's the best part of your day? What's the worst part of your day? So far for the season, what's the the high and then what's the low? Wow. The high and the low? So, yeah. Well, give, me a, give me a good and a bad. Well, the low is definitely going to be the crash at Joaquini. That was definitely a big low period where, you know, it, I've struggled for a month with my back over that thing. So, yeah, that's been the low part, uh, not being... Uh, 100%. 100% able to do my job. Um, the highest part would probably be, oh, man, there's been some good races this year. and uh, But but honestly, probably uh, winning I-70 uh, on the restart, beating Brian Brown there, That's that was a pretty cool win. But also to have you and Paige and everyone in Victory Lane. Ooh. I always like to have you guys in Victory Lane with me, but uh, – been some really good highs. I mean, Little Rock was a really cool race and, and had a lot of fun doing that one. Oh, man, Little Rock. That was fun. But you're not the local guy, and they have so many local competitors. Paige was so upset because when you won, you were booed and booed and booed. <laughs> they were not happy. Well, that's okay. It was uh, honestly uh, the best car didn't win that night. Yeah. For sure. But uh, got lucky and won a race there, and then – I don't know, you know, won the Mickey Walker Classic, you know, and uh, no known Mickey, Mickey, Mickey since he was a little, you know a toddler, maybe mm-hmm. I, I can remember when his mom was pregnant, and you know uh, for him to pass away at such a young age to go back to back at that race and have his mom there and some of the family members that was pretty cool also. But there's been some really cool, you know what? Honestly, just every win this year has been really cool because it was so long you know two-year drought right that was definitely no fun at all it's it feels really good to stand up and on the front straightaway and receive trophies and have you guys there and and uh, and honestly coming home from the outlaw deal not knowing where we were at what we should do or whatever felt like my career was over 
you know. You're so dramatic. And, well, I did feel that way. <laughs> you know, it sucked not to win. And I felt like, man, I'm never going to win another race. So six races in, I'm not done winning this year. I feel like we got some more in us. but I hope so. But uh, basically all the wins were pretty high. But I'm going to say the biggest one was honestly at uh, I-70 when beat Brown on, the la- on that late restart. And then at the end of that, having you guys, uh, you and Paige and Victory Lane with me. Yeah, that was fun. I know she enjoys that a lot. Yeah, she does definitely. It makes her all the kids. It do. makes all of it. It makes it worth it for her because she doesn't. She's not a race fan, guys. If she's at the races, she doesn't watch any race other than the races that her dad are in. The other time she's on TikTok or in the motorhome, or but she doesn't deal with. She just doesn't like any other race. Right. Well, there you go. Well, okay. Nope. Uh, I think we provided an ample update for the listeners. Hopefully yep. it's not eight more months until we get back with you guys. Well, guys, if you have any questions, you know how to email us and all that stuff. I or... would tell you the phone number to call us on, but I feel like I forgot. <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> I'm afraid if I tell them a 405 number, I'll give them your cell phone. I don't want to do that to you. So if you look in the show notes on your app, it has the phone number. I'm so out of practice. Well, and the emails and stuff. So do all yeah. – You know, she'll, I'm sure she has all that you stuff. You could but... email us at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. I remember that part. You can find us on Facebook at Wayne Johnson Racing. You can go to the merch store. We do have new-ish shirts, this year's shirts, waynejohnson2c.com. And there's a voicemail line that's listed in the show notes. <laughs> you don't know the number, do you? I, it, yeah, I feel like I do, but mm, not good enough to say it and give out your that phone should, number. Well, well, I totally that just, forgot. Guys, that just goes to show you how spur of the moment this was. I'm sitting on the couch. She walks in with a notebook that she's wrote all over and says, hey, we're doing a podcast. Well, I just, it, the spirit moved me. Well, I guess so. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well, until, I'm not going to say next week, but. Until next never, time. There you go. Till next time. <laughs> Keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.